Hello, everyone, and thank you for coming to the Dad's Beards Nerds Prime Podcast, episode 90. 90 of this goddamn podcast. Are your ears bleeding yet? Because mine aren't. We are Acres' number one nerdy conversational podcast and the podcast where two of us can grow a beard and the other, not so much. My name's Anthony. And I'm Tommy. And today we are joined by Max, a.k.a. Bearded Shaman, the Bearded Shaman, and... A fellow person with Tourette's like myself, bearded, beardy. How you doing tonight? I'm doing all right. Thank you. How are you? I'm amazing. Uh, I just want the people to know that the way I booked you for the podcast was probably one of the best random slash chaotic things ever. I think I posted something and you were like, yeah, get me in there. And I immediately DM'd you and was like, what day works for you? <laughs> yeah, no, I tweeted. I was like, man, it would be great to actually do my own podcast one day or be on one. And there you are out of nowhere. Yeah, I was like, I can't make you start one, but would you like to come on ours? And you're like, uh, yeah. I was like, I'll get back to you with a date. That's fine. It worked out. And uh, I was, I've been excited about it. It's funny because, as Tommy will tell you, a lot of our guests like kind of come on that way. There's a, probably been about a quarter of our guests that I've done in advance. But for the most part, it's like really random on the fly. Like, come on my podcast. I'm like, okay. I'm like this date. Right. And they're like, okay. I'm like, let's do it. How booked are you with people? Uh, we are booked up until, I believe, the 21st of February. That's pretty good. Oh, yeah. By the way, Tommy, we got two uh, podcasts to do on the 21st of February. <laughs> All right. Cool. Thanks for telling me. <laughs> okay, guys. Now, housekeeping. If you enjoyed the podcast, please check out our news posted Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, and an occasional review posted on Saturdays. I believe the last review was my Stadia review. Which, uh, spoiler alert, Stadia is still fucking awesome. Uh, next up, check us out on uh, check us out at patreon.com slash dadsbeardsnerds where you can become a patron and support the podcast even more. There's two rewards and all that smooth jazz. Now, Beardy, what are you playing? Um, currently, I dived back into Final Fantasy Online. Yes. Yeah. Uh, before that, Deep Rock Galactic, if you know what that is. K-pop Galactic? Deep Rock Galactic. Okay. I was way It off. is a... I've, I'm pretty sure they're an indie studio. It's I, I, I don't think they're in early access anymore, but it's like you play as a bunch of dwarves. Think of it as like Minecraft mixed with Left 4 Dead. Ooh. A bunch of dwarves that okay. mine and they're, in, they're intergalactic. And literally their whole shtick is around drinking, mining, and beards. <laughs> I like Interesting. it. Yeah, it's actually really fun. It's, I, it's okay. So it's like a mix of Minecraft, Left 4 Dead, and Starship Troopers. Starship? Yeah. And Starship Troopers? Yeah, because what you're fighting off on like these hostile planets is like giant bugs. I think, is that the one with like there's a clip going around of some dude like killing bugs with a flamethrower? Probably. Yeah. Okay. Probably. Okay. okay. Uh, I mean, so. Other than that, it's just been it's just been that Final Fantasy. Final Fantasy fourteen. Yeah. Is it worth getting into now? Um, so this is my first time back in like two years. Yeah. Uh there's a lot of content. It's definitely worth getting into if you really don't have anything else because you don't really when you first get into it, there's really no point in buying any of the expansions because the base game has 
so much fucking content that it's insane. Yeah. It's fun. It starts off slow. I mean, uh, it, it, it would depend on what kind of MMOs you played in the past. Cause I know there's a lot of people that play, uh, elder scrolls online, which I did, which the combat. And that was more of like just button mashing and you don't have to worry about like anything on cooldowns. Yeah. Opposed to like being like world of Warcraft. It's a good game. I like it. It's a lot of story to follow and a lot of, a lot of side quests. So it's like, like the Witcher three heavy side quests. I mean, if you want it to be heavy side quests, I mean, so the good thing is, is that like, once you get past the base story, a lot of the side quests and stuff becomes more meaningful. Okay. And not like, you know, go there and get this and come back. Okay, cool. But it's, it's, it's certainly good. Of course, it's more fun if you join like a uh, free company, which that's their versions of guilds and like the guild can have like a massive house with a bunch of rooms and everyone lives in them. Well, I might have to try it out. I see a lot of friends of mine playing it. So and it's, uh, it's, I'll tell you one thing I haven't gone to do them yet because it's been a while, but raids in that game are incredibly like tedious and mechanic heavy. Okay. You have to know. I, I want to say you have to know what you're doing, but the community for Final Fantasy is a lot more nicer and they won't like get mad at you for not knowing that that's, that's a good thing about that community. Most people are starting to figure out the community for Final Fantasy online is extremely, extremely nice. Other than a couple of people. That's good. The wow community can be a bit overwhelming at times. So (laughs) yeah, I, sometimes I miss wow. I really do. (laughs) Cause easier. No, I just, wow was, other than like Final Fantasy, I just kept up with the story with WoW more even when I stopped playing. So sometimes I miss it because I kind of want to go back into it and just like play everything that's happening. Gotcha. Gotcha. All right, Tommy, what are you playing? Uh, Destiny 2. Actually, I haven't played Destiny 2 this week at all. Uh, I jumped back into Monster Hunter World. Ooh, okay. With the Iceborne expansion. I wanted to do that. Because... Monster Hunter World came, well, Iceborne came out and I played like the first two missions of it and other stuff came out and I was just busy. Yeah. A couple friends jumped in on World because just the base game is on Game Pass and they wanted my help with it. I was like, all right, cool. And that itch just stayed there. So I just continued through Iceborne and been loving it. I didn't know it was on Game Pass. That's re- that's really good for people yeah, on Xbox. Exactly. Like I said, that, I- Iceborne's not, but the base game is. Yeah, and there's a lot in that base game to do. For sure. Yeah. And uh, I tried out. I don't. I don't know if a lot of people knew this, but Resident Evil Reverse had a beta. I didn't know. And I tried that. It was uh, <laughs> not good. Not it, good at all. It looked a little wonky. Like. The best thing about it was it's like almost comic book grainy art style. The characters felt really weird and off balance. Mm. Like Leon was at a distinct disadvantage to everyone else because he used a pistol and a shotgun. Like Claire Redfield had a pistol and an SMG. You get into that range to be able to hit with that shotgun and you're already getting shot at. Yeah. 
Chris they're, has a straight up assault rifle. They're trying to make their multiplayer work again, and I feel like it's a bad idea to do it in the way that they're going. Do you remember Operation Raccoon City? Yeah, I hated that oh game. Oh my god, I literally asked let, you let, about this game already. Let me tell you something. As much as everyone hated it, for what it was for what it was, it was pretty good. For at least what it was. But I mean, obviously it doesn't do well. Yeah. Like this game you can tell and I hate to say it this way because you can you play it and you can see that there's potential there, but Capcom's not gonna capitalize on that because it's free. It's mm -hmm. and it's essentially an accessory to Resident Evil 8. It looks like a mobile game. It kind of does, but they were like, okay, we got to just get people to somehow stick with Resident Evil a little bit longer. What can we do? Oh, this team's not working on something? Cool. Here's the RE engine. Just make something. Don't care what it is. They're probably never going to support it. It's probably never going to get a balance patch or anything like that. It's never going to feel smooth. No. What I played this week is probably exactly what's going to be in the game at launch. They and should have nothing made a new Lemmings game from it. Oh, and did I mention the map is RPD, mm. which is the exact same like lobby from mm. Resident Evil 2? God. It's going to be it. full of microtransactions, probably. I I wouldn't doubt it. But I also don't know because like I don't know if the uh, how the current Resident Evil multiplayer for that's in three is. Like if oh, that's well. full of microtransactions. I forgot about that. Wow. But I assume they're just going to follow that exact same route. Just release it to die. Well, who knows? Maybe they'll support it, but I don't think they will. Probably not. And then the other game I've been playing is... Uh, this is a throwback for everybody. Star Wars Episode One Racers. Oh my god, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Pod racing. <laughs> it's so good. How does that game hold up in 2021? Like, why? It, it should be, not be good. It'd always be the ones that you feel like shouldn't hold up, and then you play them again, you're like, wow, was this yeah. a good game or was this a good game? Yeah, I bought it on sale on the Xbox Marketplace like two weeks ago for $7.50. Uh-huh. No regrets. No regrets? Not even a letter. Oh, yeah, they it, remastered it, right? I forgot about yeah. that. Yeah. And, like, I would just say even calling it a remaster is... uh. Yeah, I'm reading that. <laughs> kind of rough to call it that. I'm reading a review about that. But even even that, it still it looks fine, and it plays great. So I'm having fun out of it, and for almost eight dollars, I couldn't complain. Does it have multiplayer like it, online? It does not. Damn, that's yeah. That's, that's a, the that's bad. That's the only thing about it, but. It's straight up just an N64 port. Yeah. So it, it's funny because talking about the old Star Wars games, uh, you know, hearing all the news about uh, EA losing the license and now Star Wars games going to other companies, I've been really wishing in the back of my head that at some point maybe they will decide to bring back Star Wars Galaxies. Okay, hear me out. Ubisoft announces a. <laughs> <laughs> Gran Turismo style pod racing game with online support. I'm all in. You know what? If we want to go that far, uh, 
Well, no, they they didn't work with Ubisoft. But playground make a pod racing game after they make Fable. That yeah, I was gonna say the uh, the Burnout devs. Oh my god, that would be a good one too. Do they because even exist anymore? Criterion, I have no clue. I don't know if EA shut them down or not. <laughs> because for a game that has those like pods that when they crash, it's really oh fucked that would up. be that'd yeah. be amazing. Um. Imagine small Anakin's head just coming off his body, oh, chopped God. off, but when he hits a rock too hard. And he's like, and then all of a sudden you hear Obi-Wan in the background go, I loved you like a brother. No, they're still going. They were. Uh, okay, cool. Yeah. The That's last. Good. Well, yeah, because the last thing they worked on was Battlefront 2. I don't know what they've been doing since. Oh, that's right. Because they did the uh, the whole the, space battle thing for Battlefront yeah, 2. Yeah. Yeah, I forgot about that. Anthony, what have you been playing, bro? Let me tell you about Stadia, how Stadia has become my king. What's this crown on the ground? Let me pick it up. For One you. second. Let me tell you guys what he hasn't been playing. Let me pick it up. My oh, my God. We had that whole podcast <laughs> schedule, and then we just totally canceled that podcast on Sunday because your boy said, yeah, Phoenix is cool and all, but uh, fuck that noise. Uh, no, Phoenix is a really good game. I just, for whatever reason, like I've gotten to a certain point. I'm actually pretty close to buying it on Stadia and playing it there. Um, it's not cross save, man. That's I'm over stupid. here just sucking that Stadia cock so fucking hard. It's nutting its nut down my throat. My stomach's got to be pumped from all the Stadia cum that's stuck in my tummy right now. Listen. Aaron, you see what you've caused? Because I'm sure you're listening to this. Stadia is like, I just... How can you fight a two-second fast travel in the Division 2? Two seconds! It's 45 seconds to get into the game. Two seconds to fast travel. Like, what am I supposed to do with this knowledge? It's like when you found out that you got a pro that, that your prostate is located in your butthole, and you put a finger in there one time, and you massaged it, and you came super quick. How am I supposed to go back to real life after this? I quit. How am I supposed to go back to real life? I bought Assassin's Creed Odyssey. It's so much faster and better on Stadia. I don't understand. How many of the Google employee souls did they have to sacrifice to whatever deity or devil to get this thing to work the way it works? Because it is flawless. Why did you buy Valhalla? Listen, because I really want to play Odyssey. I, I I like the concept of Odyssey. I really honestly do. And I, I will get it. I will get Valhalla, but also I got Odyssey for $14. That's also why. That's very fair. Uh, That's fair. I, I just, like, Stadia, honestly, has been has taken all of my gaming time. And not to mention, like, it, it's all of my online time has been mixed between Stadia and, and, and TikTok. <laughs> I don't know if you noticed this, Tommy, but I'm fucking TikTok famous out of fucking nowhere. I have no idea because I don't use TikTok. In the span of a week and a half, I've gained like 1,500 followers. Don't know why. What the fuck did you do? Uh, Well, I didn't have to pull up my dick. I'll tell you that. Yeah, I showed my butt. I didn't have to do (laughs) the- story uh, for another podcast. I didn't have to do the silhouette challenge. Oh, me showing my butt almost got me fired from my job. I got a two-day suspension because of that shit. Oh, you just don't give a fuck about talking about that anymore. Huh? Oh, I don't. I don't give a fuck about talking about it. Fuck them. Listen, <laughs> like my social media is supposed to be my social media. You know, like like it's my escape from my the real world. It's you know me doing what I want to do when I want to do it, 
And dude, that's the funniest shit. I look back on it now and I'm like, that's funny. I'll take my two days off. Thank you so much for the extra right? five, for the fucking five day weekend I got. <laughs> and listen, if I'm not dodging dodging COVID scares, I'm getting another five day weekend because of showing my ass on the internet. I say that's a win win. I mean, yeah, you you definitely like got to kind of not risk yourself for five days. So, like I told some people at work, my ass is so dummy thick it got me in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> that's great it's how you so, get tiktok famous it's gotta be dummy thick it's so white and dummy thick it got me two extra days off unpaid i'll take it that's a win-win in my book but uh paid yeah, division two and basically odyssey on i was Stadia. hoping that this would cause him to not yeah you were hoping but you hoped wrong get out of my face but now you're just gonna <laughs> double down god damn well it. i can't double down because i do actually need to make money unfortunately <laughs> we'll see how tiktok turns out you know that may be my full-time job uh no uh so yeah odyssey division two and a little bit of steamroll dig two because steamroll dig one is is definitely a game that's very near and dear in my heart uh very fun backwards platformer that i just will always love and steamroll dig two just kind of adds more on to that same like they're not break they're not reinventing the wheel instead they're just making it more efficient okay but uh yeah that, that that's about it i i haven't really been playing much uh i mean i've just been enjoying the weather we've had here in california over the last uh like week and a half we've had snow we've had rain we've had sleet a little bit that's of everything about weather you say where yeah. i live in new york city and we're about to get 30 hours of non-stop snow Hey, there's a big chance your boy here might be moving to Maryland, so. Oh, no. Why? <laughs> yeah, I'm coming for you, Tommy. You better get oh, the no. lips ready because these – Trying to get closer to you. You're going to be no, like – you're going to do me. I'm going to be Maryland. playing uh, Yu-Gi-Oh! Yes, one day at your favorite card place of choice, and you're just going to fill a hand, get grab your shoulder tightly, and go, and I play Pot of Greed. And you're going to ask me if that's a gun in my pocket. One day you're going to hear a knock on your window and you're going to see him out there just waving frantically. I'm like, Tommy, I moved here. It's me. <laughs> now kiss me, you bitch. Just like that. All right, let's move into some, uh, let's, let's transition from what we're playing to, to, to some, we're going to go topic one is guest spotlight. Max, AKA bearded shaman, AKA beardy. Now, so like we said earlier, uh, Beardy, you hit me up or, or you commented on one of my Twitter posts and I immediately hit you back. And then mm -hmm. I found out you had Tourette's, which your boy also here has Tourette's. And I'm all about shining some spotlight on my fellow people with Tourette's who are out there doing stuff like Twitch streams, TikTok, doing something creative, you know, setting a, a, a good example and an awesome example for, for a younger generation with Tourette's to show them that like, hey, listen, even though... You've got Tourette's, you've got your tics. You can still do something that you love and something that you want to do regardless of what anybody else fucking thinks. Now, you've got your Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash Bearded Shaman, which you, it, you've you just restarted, correct? Gonna try and restart it next month the best I can. <laughs> well, you know what? Listen, there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. As someone who would love to stream four days a week, realistically, I, I can only stream two. And it just, it, it is what it is. I say when I tell, when I, when people ask me about that, I, I say, just, you know, start with a schedule that works for you first and then see where you can fit it in from there. I'll probably stick to 
three days a week. I mean, when I first started doing it, which was like maybe now three years ago yeah, is when I first started and I was going like every single day and it, it was fine for the most part. And I wound up building a community. I made some good streamer friends at the time, but everyone shows their true colors. So they don't really, they're not around anymore. I agree. But I wound up burning myself out bad mental health and um, that was during a time where i really wasn't like necessarily too open about my threats so then there was a whole two-year break and then i came back because of covid i came back during like september of last year and it was fine and uh, i remade friends and i kept connections with those those people because they're still good friends regardless and uh no oh, I, I think it burned out just towards towards like the end of the year with everything else going on it was just mental health was just like shot and i was like i gotta step back yeah well i think a lot of people underestimate how taxing on the mind content creation is there's a lot that goes into it especially if you're trying to cultivate um a following and a community where there's also a lot of self-doubt that that hits you as well especially if you have a bad week or two Mm -hmm. um Content creation, especially, I would say, is probably the most taxing thing I've ever like I've ever felt towards my own mental health as well. And um, I get why people need to take breaks, one hundred percent. But the shitty thing about Twitch is, if you take a break, there's fifteen million other streamers they can try to check out, and it's like you yeah. come, you come back and you'll find that your your following's been just cut by sometimes like three quarters, and you're getting less people in there. It's just such a weird. It's a weird world to get into because it's so oversaturated that if you're not consistently doing it then it it somehow hurts you more there's a there's a couple of bigger streamers from last week that i saw that are just like in such a bad mental state that no one knew about and some of them are just like i'll be back in a month i can't do this yeah it's ridiculous and well, I good mean, for them i mean a lot of it too is is you're putting yourself out there so I mean, when you're streaming, especially playing games like Rocket League makes me rage so much, but I'm putting myself mm-hmm. out there like, this is who you, who I am. Like when I'm raging on Rocket League, this is how I, this is me in general when I'm not streaming too. I say, I say and do the same exact things, you know, with that. But I think that uh, one of my favorite people that expressed it really well was I think American Dad is his name. And he, and you know, he always had a joke about going to TwitchCon for that, like, you know, being gone for a week. And then he made a couple of videos explaining to like streamers, like you get back and your view count will be down, but it'll go back up. Eventually you just got to get back into it. Because oh, you can uh, him. American dad, the guy who just farts a lot. Right. He does a bunch of Pokemon like card stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's the only why. That's the only reason I know him. But his, his stance on the whole taking time off and coming back made a lot of sense when, when he like came out with it, I was like, Oh, okay. Like I get it you got to kind of build your way back up because now you got to bring these new, either new people in or bring the old people back. But streaming, I mean, it's just one of those worlds where it's like you take too much time off and they're off to the, to, to the next thing, basically. It sucks that that's the repercussion for a lot of them. And like for a lot of streamers, that stresses them the hell out that when they go on breaks, they just like can't keep their eye off their phone. They're constantly watching to see if like how many subscribers they're losing and it sucks i understand how that could really like mess with them especially when that's basically their job yeah my my theme with it was 
it sucks streaming to maybe one person like my wife will be in stream because mm -hmm. I, I my goal is to entertain as someone who's been in bands like making them getting money from it is is fucking awesome i won't lie like i want money from it but what i want more is to entertain people and when there's no one in your stream for an hour and a half it's just really like demoralizing because it's like i'm not i want to make money but this isn't my main goal like i want to be weird and quirky and i want to make people laugh and i want to give someone something as opposed to doing it to nobody it's hard talking to yourself 100 percent. yes sure. um katie bentz uh she's a partner streamer she's been on the friend of the show um she was one of the voices in life is strange uh not the first game but the second game and uh I, I think that watching her stream helped me out a lot because it showed me the things that she would do to hype herself up when there was really no one in chat or minimal people in chat. I kind of tried to uh, kind of like replicate that, but yeah, it's, it's really hard streaming to just yourself and trying to keep yourself hyped up. Yeah. And you know, there's a whole thing that they say where it's like when you're streaming, if people come in, they're going to know if, you're forcing yourself to like be happy in the position you are and force yourself like trying to like make conversation. And that like, that pushes a lot of people who come in into the chat and watch you. And they're just like, nah, it's not what I want. And yeah, no, it, it, it sucks talking to, to yourself. And for me, when I did it, it was mostly trying to narrate what I'm doing the best I can without being extremely like, obnoxious about it yeah i'll i'll do the same thing because excuse me i'm a teacher so mm -hmm. that's second hand to me and that's kind of i fall back on that and then i joke about it because a lot of stuff that i'll stream is halo or destiny mm -hmm. and especially if i'm playing halo because I'm, then i'm just playing the multiplayer it it's super easy for me to do that and then when i die like kind of double down on the joke, like, Oh man, I fucking suck or whatever it is that I think that makes that almost, well, not almost because it is like just genuine. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. 100%. I like, I'm not going to lie. I like when streamers rage. That's one of my favorite themes because it's like, you're not, that is you in your most, like it's like waking up to your loved one with no makeup. Like that's the person I love the most because that is you in your most, that's them in their most primal, most vulnerable. Like that's them. And when I see another streamer, especially big streamers like rage, I'm like, that's what I fucking love because that's you being an actual person. Listen, don't call out Tyler one like that. He knows he rages. Enough. Oh my God. <laughs> 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 i just like i i love seeing streamers rage it's like no like, it's like, true like, yeah that's what i relate to the most because i rage a lot in games too you know and when i when you see someone rage like that's them at their core that's them with their walls down their defenses down and being like motherfucker how are you not gonna come in and blah blah, blah. you know like I, I i love it and that's what brings me to streamers the most like that's what makes me connect to certain people the most i mean a lot of the ones who rage they've just turned it into like their whole like entertainment center oh like deller and yeah and a lot of the people who are regulars know that you know a lot of the regulars will know the difference between like raging that's entertain entertaining and funny and like really serious raging where like someone's just really completely done 
There's been oh, a couple yeah. of times where I definitely had I've to hit stop. that level. I, I was like, guys, I'm so sorry. Like, I got to stop stream. I, I can't go on from here. <laughs> the one and only time I ever streamed Sekiro. I oh love that God. game. I absolutely. I think Anthony, you might have been there at least for a little bit of it. Probably. Uh, I was fighting that fucking flaming bull. Oh, I know what you're talking about. I yeah. couldn't. One, I could not stop swearing. I was so angry, and that bull had just stomped me into the dirt for the last fucking time. And I remember just being so pissed. I went, this goddamn fucking bull. And I just hit end stream right there. So the last words of it. And I've never streamed that game again. <laughs> yeah, that's my worry with games like that. For like, I'm worried to stream games like that because... For me, it's going to take, like, literally all of my focus to, like, tunnel vision onto the game. Yeah, for sure. But I, then I have to remember that at the same time, it's like, oh, but I'm also here to talk to other people and, you know, give them interaction. I don't know how, like, Fran Mirabella and, like, Kind of Funny and all that, like, how they can do that stuff. I respect the fuck out of that. Yeah, but, yeah, but a I, lot of times when they stream, there's multiple people there. Like what kind well, of funny is a kind of funny stream that you've got one person playing and another, generally another person giving commentary. So it helps out. Well, I meant like how Andy will do it in his like free time and playing through the like souls games, not the like kind of funny weekday streams. Oh, okay. I guess it's just the one-on-one. It well, was just easier than me saying like how Greg, Andy and blessing will do it. You know how, how I see that when it comes to like big streamers that play stuff like that, at that point in the game, like they don't really have to worry about entertaining chat because with the amount of people that are in there, they just wound up entertaining each other. But they somehow the continue to entertain chat is my point of that. That's a that, that that's that's, that's a, skill. a skill. Yeah, yeah, I don't like I don't understand how they could do that because the one time I tried to play Sekiro on stream, which I've played it off stream ever since, but I was I was so focused and just so pissed. And like anyone in chat could just tell that. And I was just like, yep. And then I died loading and I'm reading chat and I'm responding. Then I'm back in the zone. But like streamers like that, they don't have that shift. It just happens. It's all skill. And I, I, I appreciate that. It's like, probably years of building it up. For sure. I will say the one moment of uh, Sekiro and, well, Souls games streams that i respect the most is i've watched fran play through demon souls and sekiro and that man has not said fuck one time in either of those streams that's that's impressive i don't know how that's really impressive okay let's transition to topic number two let's do it ninja came into some heat recently and i want to like the reason why i think is something that is worth talking about. He talked about how it's not his job basically to teach people decency. Uh, I, I can't find the full quote, but basically what irked a lot of people on it was that Ninja is a you know, high profile streamer. And they were basically their argument was you've got this audience, you know, you should be advocating for this, this and that. I saw it and wanted a gag. Uh, I almost puked from my mouth and my ass. Uh, because much like any celebrity, I don't think it's their job to teach your children decency, whether that be, uh, being a decent person, not being racist, 
understanding pronouns, stuff like that. I think where that comes from at the most part is from uh, the family, parents. Like when I, I'm raising my children, I have three boys and obviously I'm raising them to respect people, you know, and, but that comes in levels as well when it comes to age and what they understand. Um, I think obviously Ninja's not out there telling people, Hey, it's okay to be a racist, you know, which I think a lot of this controversy came from was, was his statement on it. Uh, a lot think, of people have said what he said was like him blanketly ignoring it. So, but yeah, but it's not his job to teach your children or anybody's children, like how to be a decent human being. He does have a platform. Yes. And he uses it from time to time, just like anybody with a huge platform does. But ultimately, they are, it is not their job. And this is me taking the first stance on it. Like, this is my opinion. I don't sure. feel like it's his job to teach your children or your teenage kids or your 27-year-old child, you know, what's decent and what's not. If A lot of that comes from home. And you should be teaching your kids this stuff. Now, Ninja does have a platform, and at times he has used it for good. And, and, and I understand the argument on the other side as well is you have this big flat platform. You could be advocating for this, but I think when it comes to f- like the fundamentals of it all, it's not his job to teach your children how to be a decent human being and respect other humans. So the way that I saw it and I'm going to follow that flat out say, I'm not really a fan of Ninja. Yeah. Just I, I don't like, I don't really have a specific reason, which is probably bad. It's just something about how about him does, bothers me i don't hate him you know the guy's famous and he's certainly doing incredibly well but the way that i saw that is that obviously he doesn't have to go out there and force stuff down people's throats and you know tell them racism is bad and all that but and everyone's already used this as an example the shitty thing is is that in his position where he is in the spotlight, he is an influencer and a lot of his audience, you know, he, he may have like teenagers and adults, but yeah. a lot of his audience is really young specifically because of the type of person he is. And, you know, he tries to keep his, his streams like clean. Unless he's playing call of duty with everyone else, but he tries to keep them clean and respectful. And as an influencer, I guess I can see where, there is times where he should say stuff, not like forcefully, but just bring up, you know, certain things about racism if he ever wanted to. And I know he's done well. I know he's donated a ton of money. And I I thought it was shitty of people to attack that certain aspect of him saying, oh, you just did it for the clout. Yeah, there are some people that have, but I think of all people, he wouldn't because first of all, what more clout does he need? <laughs> I mean, yeah, not what more does he need? How much more can he get? Exactly, well, yeah. Well, here's the other thing. When you donate money to a cause, uh, a group of people, you know, somebody to help, whoever, you're not supposed to brag about it. Like, it, you, you, like the people who donate tons of money are the people who are the most silent about it. They're not out there going, well, you know, I just donated blah, 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 mm-hmm. you know? And, and the fact that, listen, when I saw those tweets and I saw him, like, defend himself via that uh i i get why he did it but at the same time it's like you man you i i feel like if, if you donate money you're not really supposed to brag about it it's not supposed to be something you use in order to garner uh i didn't see it as a flex i, I, I know i didn't see it as a flex either but at the same time it's like it doesn't yeah it wasn't him. 
It doesn't yeah. help his cause and his argument because now yeah. it looks like you're flexing for clout. But in that point, though, no matter what he said, did or didn't do, was going to be used against him regardless. Yeah, yeah. it was just it was just going to be digging his grave even deeper and deeper. But, I mean, like it's nice to know that he does donate to help people, regardless of, of what the cause is. It just kind of sucks that he was kind of forced that situation to come out and be like, "Why are you yelling at me?" Like I. I do this and I do that. And I, I, I'm trying to be helpful. I just, my whole take on it is, is I don't feel like it's his job to have to educate people. I mean, he's a streamer. He streams, for, he's a Fortnite Warzone streamer. Like does huh. he need to be the one who's champion some sort of civil rights movement or something at the time? And, and here's the other thing to play devil's advocate, even if he did, and he was this trying to be this like, champion for it and i'm not saying like the face of a cause but help bring awareness he's gonna get shit regardless either way whether he does or he doesn't you know what i'm saying because then they're gonna be like oh well you're just doing this for clout and then it's like well what the fuck am i helping any of you if you're yeah, he'll get, that, he'll get attacked for it exactly it's so weird like like you get to a certain point of fame or notoriety where no matter what you what you say you do or what you don't say you do you're criticized equally for both and it's, and you're just like what the fuck do you want from me then? I mean, I'll, I'll hold my stance with saying that I think it's not influencers' jobs. I'm not even talking about Ninja. There's a lot of other streamers that are like in the medium range of viewers that yeah. are always very outspoken about everything. It's none of their jobs. Some of them make, there are certain ones who make it seem like it's their job and really try and gain cloud off of it. But there's then there's others who are just like, really genuine about it, really outspoken about it. And I just think like sometime as, sometimes as an influencer, you should at least open your mouth about certain situations. Like I remember during the whole BLM protest, my whole timeline was full of all, you know, all the Twitch streamers that I follow speaking out about it. And some of them were like, pay attention to the ones who are silent because those are the ones that don't really care. And sometimes I was like very 50 50 on that because on one side I understand. And then there's another side where it's like some people are afraid to speak up about it because they may have viewers that just that come to them and they're like, why are you pandering to one side and not the other one? I think that some of the people who didn't speak out about it, like are like, and I listen, I'm going to use a word here. That's not a bad word. I just hate to use it because it's used so derogatory, but like, <clears throat> I think there are a lot of cis white men, who You're right. <laughs> it, it, instead of coming out about it and talking about it are letting other voices who are more in that community in that loo say what they need to say, because it's going to get across more than what they say. I think some are afraid too, because they'll say it and then they'll get all this backlash. Well, you're just saying that because it's, it's hot in the media right now because it's big right now. Cause you're chasing clout when in reality, they may really be like, like I'm being genuine. Like I'm trying to help out and trying to help people whose voices need to be heard. It's this weird double sword where it's, it's this weird double edged sword where like you can come out and and try to champion a cause. I don't mean champion as in like you're the only one, but I mean like bring, yeah. bring awareness to it. I guess that's a better word. You can come out to bring awareness of a cause and you'll have these people who are praising you for it, but then you'll have almost an equal amount shitting on you for it. And you're just like, I'm just trying to like help. Why are you shitting on it's, me? It's, it's a real hard situation because unlike <clears throat> Hollywood celebrities, 
all 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 these all, all the streamers they're constantly like constantly in the limelight because their faces are always on Twitch, you know, some every day and some not every day. So it, it's it's different and I it, it, it's it's rough for them. It really is, especially when all this shit happens. Tommy, what are your sure. thoughts? Uh so I have kind of three thoughts on it. The first one, why the fuck is Ninja even addressing it? That's true. This man is one of the most, is I believe the most popular streamer on Twitch. Why is he even addressing Twitter comments? Just shut up. It's that simple. It dies down if you don't talk about it, Ninja. Like, sure, you see it. Cool. It's going to bug you for like five minutes. Cool. Move on. And start up a Fortnite stream and make money. Like, that's simple. The other part is, which this is the two part, so it's kind of just a two-pronged thing. Is it necessarily his job to teach the like the morals or ethics of it? No, not necessarily. That That's like saying, is it my job as a teacher to teach those? It's not. It happens, but it's not. It it does 110% fall onto the parents. Like, uh, Ninja or any streamer could advocate, hey, Black Lives Matter. Don't be racist. Don't be transphobic. All that stuff, which every bit of that is 100% true. You should not be any of those things. But you're going to have the people that are just like, oh, shut the fuck up and play Call of Duty. Shut the fuck up and play Fortnite. Mm -hmm. In my opinion, those people can kick rocks. I don't give a fuck about that. <laughs> like, it's but, true. yeah, if, if you're going to, if someone's going to stream and say, say the stuff, like, which, of course, like I said, some kids do need to learn that, but it's from the parents and if a streamer says it and you just say, oh, why are you doing this instead of playing the video game? Fucking leave. Period. But I don't necessarily think it's his job. Now, the other part of that, which is kind of the, the third, is it his kind of civic duty to it? And that's where I struggle. Because like I said in the first part, is it my job to teach your kid right from wrong as a teacher? No, but it happens. Is it like, is it my duty? Abs fucking lootly. Ninja, in in a sense, I believe could mention it if the moment was right. I don't think he should be playing like Fortnite or whatever game and just say, "Oh man, I gotta kill." Now let's talk about racism. Like, and that's kind of how some of this was coming off to me that people wanted him to do. I think if it something like popped up in chat that was racist or transphobic or whatever, and be like, hey man, that's not cool. And here's why. Yeah. That is where it kind of becomes where I'm like, it's not his job, but it's his duty. You see what I'm saying? So basically presented with the opportunity would be. 100%. Yeah, that's how I see it too. Yeah, because there's there's a lot of the streamers where sometimes they'll be playing a game and chat just gets like incredibly just really hard to deal with and in certain situations yeah. people speak up. 
Yeah. Basically, and- if someone came into his chat, was like, "There's only two genders." He could be like, "Hey, man, listen. There are people who identify as this. You know, gender is really a fluid thing at the moment, and and maybe you should look into it and broaden your own horizons. That way, you know, you're not going out there and spewing inadvertently mm-hmm. spewing hate because you've been taught one thing. Like, maybe look into it, broaden your horizons." And open your eyes to something that 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 could yeah. be a possibility. Yeah, I don't expect them to like. I don't expect anyone that that actually to like just like start their stream and like start their stream off with a lesson. Well, for sure. Go ahead, Tommy. Sorry, I was gonna say. Do I think that he could advocate for it a little more? Of course, anyone can. But do I think he should feel the pressure or? need to if it doesn't fit his flow on his streams no for one that's what social media is for guys like you want to advocate for something that doesn't like fit in your flow do it on social media like yeah and that that's simple that's super simple but again he's polarizing he could say that on twitter and get just as much backlash as he would praise Mm-hmm. You know what I think his problem is, and people that kind of have an ego like him is, is that obviously there's going to be a backlash not saying anything, but he gets bathed way too hard into answering people back and just making situations so much more worse because there are people who are literally being complete trolls and he'll really just answer them. And I'm like, I don't understand how someone like you can be so oblivious to that. It's because Ninja is a troll. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, I got Ninja it. Ninja gets trolled and wants to like clap back. Let's let's give the best example was his uh NFL kicker tweet. Yeah, I remember that. Like that was one of the ones where it was like, come on, like did you need to really tweet that and then defend yourself? <laughs> or the whole time where he was defending himself about not streaming with women. Okay, like that's let me tell you something. That's still something that blows my mind that whole situation all i'm gonna say about that is it really just sounds like they those two just need therapy together yes that's how i feel exactly but if you're gonna do it out of respect for your wife i get that mm-hmm. just shut the fuck up about it yeah. <laughs> I, I i think that being such a high profile streamer he gets put in situations where he almost feels like he has to respond situations he puts himself in no, no I, i'm with you i'm with you i'm with you <laughs> Like, when I say stuff like, if a Tommy doesn't shut the fuck up, I'm going to kiss him so hard, and someone challenges me on it, I'm going to double down and be like, yeah, his lips are going to be so far in my lips, you think we're one. They are not ever like going to be. Spice Girls said, when two become one. Nope. You, know who, uh, you know who deals with stupid shit like that very well, Doc? Yeah. And, like, I'll tell you something. As someone who never really used to like him, I've, I've, uh, he's grown on me a lot more. So I'm not really a fan of either of them. I, I respect I will say I respect Ninja more than Dr. Disrespect, mainly because of the whole Dr. Piss Respect situation. <laughs> I'm never not going to call him that for the rest of his career. Oh, but man. I mean, just because it's funny. Yeah. But also, like, there's still the whole almost issue that I have with him that's the same with Ninja of like, they're both just fucking toxic ass trolls. Like, well, he handles he handles criticism and like uh, trolling and social media really well. I'm talking about Doctor Disrespect here. Yeah, <laughs> handles yeah, that. Let me tell you something. Well, with, with with Doc, it's really hard because Ninja 
Ninja's character is Ninja. I've seen Doc out of character being extremely nice. The problem is, is that his character has become such like a figure like everywhere is that it's bigger than himself yeah he's they're they're almost as like no more guy and it's just doc now yeah well who do you want the spotlight you want guy beam or you want doc disrespect yeah that, that's true and that's a bad part about a persona no you're right yeah but and, uh. I, I almost think in like the media side of it, and I would I would respect Doc more if he did it this way. Like on the media side, you got to shut that off. Mm-hmm. Like if you're having an interview with like IGN or whatever, or you're at E3, you got to just shut that down, man. You can't be like what you are on stream in person like that. That's how you wind up in trouble. <laughs> That's how he did wind up in trouble. Yeah, exactly. He was like, okay, cool. It's totally fine for me to go film in a bathroom while someone's pissing because yeah. I'm Dr. Disrespect. It's not, dude. And you know what? His, his, he himself is still there because there's a lot of times where he will break character streaming. Mm-hmm. It's really funny. And it's also really interesting to see his, you know, his like guy himself and not Doc, but he's just, it is Doc 24 7. And I guess I understand that because he's basically built like a fucking empire around it yeah don't get me wrong make that money get paid but when you're when your entire character is based around being kind of just a toxic asshole it's really hard for me to get behind (laughs) so like remember the the jason schreier tweets that he did yeah well fuck jason schreier we're both blocked by him i'm actually 100 happy that he he posted those now Cause that, when that happened, I was like, "Fuck that shit, dude! That's so mean. That's toxic. It's bullying. Blah blah blah." And then Jason Schreier does the same fucking thing to Paris. Wow, yeah. what a little bitch! I I just I I can't respect that man. Like, what Paris said was even okay. We got way in the weeds. I just got in the weeds. We really did. I think I just took a personal vendetta out. Uh, <laughs> I didn't mean to. That just kind of came out. But Jason's gonna come for you. Uh, I'm very happy he blocked me because I, I just yeah, like. But okay, <laughs> Ninja. I want to say this. Ninja. Uh, let's kind of give some last little thoughts on it. I want to say it's not Ninja's job to teach your children how to be proper adults or be proper people. I do understand though the concept that Ninja has this huge platform and it could be used to bring light the struggles of people who are marginalized or have a harder time in life than he does. I get that for sure. But I think in the end, it is not his job to teach your children how to be proper human beings. It is the a job of the parents to teach them that. And it is not, it is to be honest, teaching your children how to be proper human beings is the bare minimum you could actually do. I, I a hundred percent agree. I feel like this whole thing would be avoided if like, if anyone, including Ninja, hadn't said it's not his job, yeah, you're right, it's not your job, but it like you can advocate more, and I, I get think it. you should. It comes off pretentious. Yeah, mm-hmm. like it's not my job, it's not your job, it's not Beardy's job, it it's job of a parent, but 
that doesn't stop us from advocating for it. You know I would I mean? be the worst if I were this big ass fucking big time streamer. <laughs> yeah, I don't have the temper. I no, I wasn't. Tommy, how how, how, how many times would I probably be canceled? A lot. <laughs> a lot. I don't even you say, would get I don't even say so real many. bad things. I just say shit about kissing my favorite MMA fighters. You would get canceled so much that it would cancel me. <laughs> it would be a cancel by proxy. Yeah. <laughs> oh like, my god. It would be like when Chris D'Elia got canceled and then like everyone around him except Brendan Schaub got canceled. Yeah, that was wild. I'm not Brendan Schaub in this situation. <laughs> Who are you? <laughs> Brian Callen. <laughs> You're my Brian Callen. <laughs> he got canceled right after. Yeah, but for a fair theme, grooming underage women is a pretty... Well, I mean, Brian thing. Callen didn't do that. No, no. That was but, Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Oh, I see what you're saying. I, yeah. I heard it wrong. Anyways, let's end this. Uh, first and foremost, I want to say a big thanks to Max, a.k.a. Bearded, a.k.a. or Beardy, a.k.a. Bearded Shaman. Thank you for coming on, and thank you for uh, just dealing with my random ass DM to you, being like, "Come on my show." That's fine. Listen, I I would honestly be happy to come back again and actually like sit down and talk with you about Tourette's. I'd be really more than happy. You know what? I think that you and I can have a one on one with that, and I would. I would. One on one would be. I would greatly enjoy that. It could be its own prime, just you and I talking Mm -hmm. about it, and we can definitely we'll figure it out. We'll figure out. Set it up. Yeah. Um, I'd actually like to, if if you're okay with it, um, get you in touch with Ben. Maybe we can get you on the Tourette's podcast. Yeah, yeah, go go for it. I would, I I would like to talk about it because being more open about it lately, I've I've wanted to talk about it more with I, people that understand. Beardy, I I think that you and I, um, as adults who've had Tourette's throughout, obviously our whole life, and mm-hmm. I I think it helps for you and I to give our you know, accounts of our lives and what we do to cope with it, to help a younger generation with it sort of get a, a jumpstart on it and understand that there are people out there who are still doing what they love and what they want to do, regardless of how severe or not severe the ticks are and just doing what they love to do in general. And I think it helps. Um, I said that to Ben as well. And like, my goal was never to be like, look up to me, look up to me. It was always to be like, listen, you can do whatever the fuck you want to do. Like who cares about your twitches, but it's also a process of building that confidence as well. Mm-hmm. But I, I would, I, I would be more than happy to get you in touch with Ben and, and kind of get that going. All right. Yeah. I mean, listen, in general, I'd be happy to just come back on here at some point. You and, you and I will have sure. this. We'll have a one-on-one conversation with this and it'll, it'll be a dad's beards nerds thing, but we'll, we'll, we'll figure it out. I'll, I'll throw a date out your way. We'll get it figured out. But uh, first and foremost, I just want to say thank you so much for coming on the show. I really appreciate you taking time out of your day to come and chat with us. My first podcast and also probably the most socialize socialization I've had in some time. This is perfect, man. If anytime you want to chit chat or just hang out and in voice chat or whatever, I'm always here in discord. you know, if it's on a Sunday or a Monday, fuck, I'll hang out. All right. All right, guys. Uh, Tommy, you got anything to say at the end or are we going to throw out in the intro? I think we're good. I'm probably going to have a comment with some wild shit you say. Oh, my God. I love it. <laughs> get get these lips, my baby boy. All right. As always, if you'd like to support the podcast, and you've quit like 18 fucking times since you've been in I this. I know. You're not going anywhere. We both know it. As always, if you'd like to support the podcast and listening, please check out our Anchor page at anchor.fm slash dadsbeardsnerds. We can donate to us via the support this podcast button. 
and sign up for a monthly donation. You can also head over to dads or patreon.com slash dadsbeardsnerds and sign up for a tier. Remember, guys, we're not trying to break your bank. We're just trying to give you another option to support the podcast. Next up, find us on all social medias at dadsbeardsnerds. And last, if you'd like to be part of our ever-growing Discord community, find that link in our Twitter bio or the show notes for every show that we release and produce. Until next time, I'm Anthony. And I'm Tommy. And we've been joined by the best, the greatest bearded shaman. Everybody, have a good night.